You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome into the first edition here of Long Tossin' on the Marlins Radio Network and other podcasts we're going to launch here. Steven Strom with Gabby Sanchez and Kyle Seeloff. We are at beautiful Wrigley Field here recording on Sunday, May 7th. Fellas, this is my first time in Chicago. Very impressed, not only with Wrigley Field, but just the aura of the city in general. Went out to some good restaurants, one of them with Gabby. Kyle Seeloff decided he had other plans to do. That's right. But how are we all doing today on this Sunday morning? I'm good. What kind of trouble did you get into in Chicago, Stephen? Well, we went out to dinner together as a broadcast group. Again, you did decided you wanted to do something. Who paid for that bill? Who paid for that bill? Yeah, you wanted to do something well, different. Paid who paid for that bill? We all – well <laughs> – Hold on. So let me first start here. Uh, that went, uh, that well, got we, dicey. So, so, of course, Uncle Rod, Rod Allen, he got us in a group text. And, you know, he's so good about that, it, you know, inclusive and trying to get everyone all together. He's like, let's go out to get dinner or whatever. That's so we went nice to go idea. get dinner. We went to get Italian, really good Italian. And, you know, in my head – I, of course, like, you know, I'm the rookie, right? Like, you know, these guys are big guys, you know, big ballers over here. I, big ballers? I, well, yeah. <laughs> I well, mean. You know, whatever. You guys geez. played in the league, whatever. I'm just, you know, Steven Strom. So I'm looking at the menu, and, and I'm uh, and I'm very precisely ordering, you know, two drinks. I got two pink Moscatos. It was really good. Come Actually, on. It was yes, white. he did. He's drinking it pink Moscato. It was so weird. Come when on. It, we're, How? We're all getting tequila and you know, soda, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Moscato. I look, I'm like, what is going on right and now? And they put it in the skinny, like, champagne <laughs> glass champagne that made glass. me feel a little insecure. I wanted, to, like, Rod got wine, but it was in, like, a, a fat wine glass. glass. Like, a really, like, Rod was like, yeah. yeah. that's called the wine glass. Dude. Yeah. yeah. I, I was like, why are they giving me the, the champagne glass? Anyway, we had a really nice dinner, and, and I all intention, of course, putting my card in. Check comes. Right. Like, you the you didn't get board. alligator arms? No, I swear to God. What what did you order? What did you eat at the restaurant? Yeah. So well, first of all, we got Break a complimentary. It down for me. We got a complimentary pizza for Rod Allen, of course. What do you mean you got a complimentary pizza? You said this yesterday. What does that mean? Go I've ahead, never Gabby. been. To, I've Go never okay. been to a okay. restaurant where they one. just give you free food. What is because what? because we apparently are ballers. All right, <laughs> so we're sitting down, and all of a sudden they say, "Hey, we've got this." Pizza. It's from the chef. Complimentary. Each of us gets a slice of pizza yep. put on, okay. on our plate. Okay. Hold on. Time out. Let me call a thirty. We don't need to go to commercial break, but this is a thirty-second timeout. So they knew who you guys were coming in. Did they know who Rod was? I'm still having a hard time understanding why five dudes walked into a restaurant and just got. He had a reservation, so I don't know if they knew. So once you sat down, like out quickly, just came a pizza for this table. <laughs> yes, is kind that of, correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Kind of. So okay, now we're getting to the bottom of this. So Rod must have known somebody. I don't know. There's don't know no either. way. Just they just just start dishing I mean, out. I think I think maybe when he set when he put. The reservation, and he was like, "Hey, we got guys from the Marlins coming in." That's true. That's how true. disappointed were they when you guys walked in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, how disappointed were they that they made a free oh, pizza for us? Yeah, uh, really, really. What kind of pizza was it? It was really good. It was a white with arugula. Um, what was the meat? It was like a. It was like well, a that thin was the, that was one that I ordered. Oh, okay. That was the a prosciutto, prosciutto pizza. Okay, but yes, that, that one yes. was on us. 
Oh yes, that the one. complimentary was almost like a white pizza. Like a white pizza yes. with arugula on it. Yes. It was delicious. It what was is, really it, what is it like a large size or is it an no, extra personal? Large? It was it like was a bar a, pie. It, it was a regular pizza, and they just give a slice to each person. I think oh, uh, Paul Severino got two slices though. <laughs> yeah, they looked at him and said, "This is definitely the big wig here." Yeah, <laughs> but it was good. I mean, look, good. I ended up getting uh, this fettuccine with mushrooms and truffle. Yeah, no, really his, his meal was definitely the most. Hey, no, his meal was definitely the most expensive ever to everybody too. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I'm not gonna give prices because we're ballers because we don't care. Oh. But yeah, I will say that yeah. it was probably the the price he's saying. But it was on the specials. I don't understand that the special thing. If it's a special, why does it cost that money? Because they because put you went truffle to a in it. Dude. You also went to a. You know what truffle hunting is? You go over no, to like I don't. Italy. I don't even know what little, truffles it, are. A, a truffle is like over in Italy, and the, the dogs go yes. sniffing in the ground the pigs for a truffle. And stuff too. Yeah, it's very expensive. Very expensive stuff. I thought truffle like when I think truffle, I think of chocolate, like chocolate truffles. Well, yes, but truffle is uh, overseas. There, the, the the dogs go sniffing in the ground to find truffle. Wow. So I was eating some expensive stuff. Well, right clearly, there. Gabby just said you had the most expensive thing on the menu. So you did. <laughs> Just imagine me with my pink Moscato and my truffles and fettuccine. It was fabulous, I will tell you that. And we had some great conversations at the table, just priceless things, right? Um, lifetime Gabby, of memories. A lifetime of memories, you, you I'm like sure. You, like, split it up. You wanted <laughs> some meat and you wanted some pasta. And I, Rod, I was, Rod was cornering you to get that side of pasta. That's the day you fasted until you went to dinner and just yeah. let it loose? <laughs> and then let it rip, tater yeah. chip. It was delicious. <laughs> we said 7 o'clock. I've done that twice, by the way. Two days. I've I've had gone to go eat twice with a couple of buddy of mine, um, Mike Monaco. He does play by play with ESPN and ACC stuff. So he lives up here. So we went out to go eat yesterday, and I had to fast all the way until that meal too. Come on. Yeah, I we I did two days in a row. I, I'm trying to do whatever I can. All right, I need to lose another twenty. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> anyway. Also, I, I'm not going to complain about this, but I'm going to say something. You we got did a say meal. 7 o'clock. We said 7 o'clock, and Gabby's like, 6.30. We're going at 6.30. Uh, okay, so I was at the gym. No, no, he's wrong. Ripping some eyes. Here's another timeout. So, Stephen, you're wrong. The I was on the text thread. I have it right here. The planned dinner was at 7. Gabby texted, right. we'll meet in the lobby at 6.30. 6.30 is so aggressive when it's only nine minutes away. You had the... If, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on Thank time, you. you're late. Thank and you. this cat had the audacity to text the group <laughs> chat back and say, uh, actually, 645 for me would be electric. <laughs> and what did he no, get? No, 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 no. It's from everybody. everybody. <laughs> well, you know what's tough in that message is after I said that, Kelly liked 630. And I was like, oh, God. Like, people completely Kelly didn't just ignored me. Yeah, no. <laughs> Steven, when you get that dinner invite, this is what I always try to do. Just do what you're told. Be happy you get to. Show up in the lobby at 6.30. Always fabulous, man. So we ended up going there. I, I, Gabby, finish what you were going to order because it was pretty good. Oh, it my good. order. Yeah, so I, there was this. I was in between two. This place that we went to, they make homemade pasta. So when you've been fasting and not eating for so long, pasta really does sound delicious. Yes. But then there was this short rib. And the short rib, they were talking about, oh, it's amazing and this and that. So I was like, man, I want pasta, but if I get the short rib, I don't get pasta. So then Rob says, you can get both. I've done it before. I've been here. You can do the short rib, and then you get a side of pasta. And I said, okay. So then the person came, and I said, hey, I, I, which one should I get? I asked first. I said, which one should I get? And this pasta had, like, wild boar meat or something in it. It was outstanding. It really was. Um, and they said, you know what, get the short rib, and we're going to give you a side of, of the pasta. And that's what I ended up having, and it was outstanding. 
Uh, it sounds like an exciting night for you guys. It was fun, man. You could have gone, and you freaking decided not to join us. Yes, I made the executive decision relatively early. I think as soon as I was asked to go, I said no. It literally turned into a boys' night. That's why I didn't want to go. Why? Because he doesn't want to hang out with us, apparently. We're not cool enough. Yeah. No, no, Kyle you know Seymour. what? It has nothing to do with that. I'm extremely introverted. I like to do my own thing. I like to be alone. I really don't like people. <laughs> No, that's a no, fact. That's, that's I true. really I don't that. like I people. That. I don't I want to hang out with too many people. And when I, if I have to go sit around and do small talk around a table with six people that I see daily, I've already talked to you enough for that day. I don't need to continue talking to you at nighttime. Uh, now, it's hold on, though. He hates, it, he hates people, right? But then he goes to a concert last night. Oh, yeah. And he's just singing his sweet little he heart out. He wasn't singing. He doesn't oh, sing. Oh, boy, he was singing. I oh, heard it from everybody. Really? Saying every word Dude, to every song. Every song. I could so imagine Kyle just sitting there just like this, like with a drink of vibe. No free stare. ads, but I was, I was into the great tasting, less fillings, <laughs> and it might have been a top five night of my life. I love country music. I think all other music stinks. I don't care who knows that. <laughs> if you're going to let me talk on this podcast, I don't care who's listening in Miami. The only country music, or the only music is country music. It's the best music there is. Everything else is trash. Bottom line. In your opinion? No, that's a fact. <laughs> and I was at Soldier Field last night, having the time of my life. I sang so much at the top of my lungs. I might have to do an inning. I woke up at 2 o'clock this morning. I walked back. I woke up at 2.30, and I went. You walked back? Yes, I did, because there was 60,000 of my closest friends, and everybody was looking for an Uber. I walked three miles back. No, you didn't. You walked three miles back in Chicago? Okay. Okay. All right, I'm going to show you. I bought my Uber there last night, okay? It was $30 on the Uber there. Now, see, nobody ever believes Stop. me. Stop. You did not walk three miles. What time was it? All okay. you have to do is just show us Look, your... Uh... I Ubered to Burger Bar at 618 last night. From Burger Bar, I walked to Soldier Field. These are my past rides. Do you see a ride any later than 618 wait, last wait, wait. night? Show me, show me your... Uh, there's an app on your phone that automatically shows your steps for the day last yesterday. Let's see okay. the steps. I had my Apple I believe, Watch on. I believe I that you did. I don't. I believe that you did. Steven, on the I other don't. hand... Doesn't know how crazy you are. Well, well my, I've been with yet. you for a while. I don't know I how do to find that. My last workout. Oh, this. hold on. That's a Peloton ride. Hold on. Let me see if there's like a walking thing here or something. There is. It should be. I mean, if we're really going to get hung up on this, go ask. I'm not going to say who I went with. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say who I went with. But <clears throat> trust me when I tell you, I walked 3.4 miles back from Soldier Field. I got back into the hotel at 1130. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I believe it. I don't. It. 100%. There was 60,000 people. There was limos lined up outside, and people, they were charging $100 to get back in the city. I said, you're a, you're out of your mind, is what I'll say right now. If you think I'm going to give you a $100 bill, I can outwalk traffic right now. I walked back in under an hour. Well, we didn't have to uh, walk back. We took Ubers to dinner and back from Ubers uh, from the, dinner. The Uber back boy, Uber, holy yeah, moly. Dude was that moving. That guy was. Dude was we were a f- we were 15 minutes away. We got back <laughs> in three. This dude was making illegal U-turns in the middle of of the traffic, just getting us home. So we end up getting back to the hotel. Night's not over yet, of course, because the boys stick together. So we're walking back, whatever. And then I look to my left and I see this beautiful fire, right outside rooftop. I look over to the fellas. Hey, let's, let's not let's not let tonight end like this. Let's go out on the rooftop. This sounds atrocious. And let's have a drink. 
So then we went to the rooftop. And, and Gabby, how nice was it, I guess, just to see – you know, the city of Chicago. What's that little fire thing called? Is it a fire pit? It's a fire pit. It's a fire pit, you know. Just having great dude conversation. I don't know. I left oh my I God. left after That's about two minutes me to go squirm. talk to the wife. I would rather <laughs> melt into a puddle than sit around a campfire with five <laughs> guys. <laughs> yeah, then Gabby got up and he was like, duty calls. Like, the wife called. I got to go back up. Yeah. Which, Gabby's such a good role model for me as far as, you know, just doing the right things. Uh, as far as balancing work and, and family. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I remember coming home on the bus and he said to me, I got to be up at 6 in the morning. And I go, what? No, it's a getaway. Where it's like 12. He's like, got to get the kids off to school. I do what I'm told. And that, I do what I'm told stuck with me, Gab. I just want to let you know that that influence on me. Oh, it's I'm stuck glad. with you, but I've told you a dozen times. Shut up and do what you're told. Be happy you get to. But it had to come out of Gabby's mouth for you to listen. Well, he says it's so much nicer, you know. You're just a little more I am sweeter. exterior. I'm on the I'm sweeter. A, I'm a little bit side. more crass. Yeah. I say it how it is. If you don't like to hear what I have to say, then deal with it. I'm more, I more massage it, and you I just don't. go straight. You cut, Why? You cut Why? straight to the core. Why? It cuts like a knife. Because sometimes when you massage it, people understand it. It's like coaching when you're playing baseball, right? A coach, the two coaches might tell you the same thing. Now we're starting to get into societal one, you're issues. Ma- you're one managing one tells you one way, one tells you the other. They're saying the same thing. For the rest of your life, wouldn't you just prefer to hear it exactly how it is and we move on? Well, you would because that's the type of person you are. But oh, some my people, God. Oh, well, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was okay, but, like, it could have been better. Well, no, uh, see, no, that's no, no. different. That's no. different. You could say, it hey, was look, really good. I liked what you did here, but maybe on this side over here you could do this. Oh. Right. But that, no, Why that not? is so passive aggressive. I liked what you did here. This stunk. Let's move on. Let's figure it out. But End you're the king of but passive aggressive, Kyle. it doesn't mean that it stunk. It just no, means, No, that's hey. not true. Yes, you are. You are the king of Give passive aggressive. Give me an example. Like, well, if I were you, I would do the reads this way. No, no, well, no, yes. no, no, here we go. That's passive aggressive. Here we go. That's, Steven, I'm nicely saying, get it done. Do it my way that's or n- That's get on not the true. I have showed you <laughs> how I always did things. Right. When I'm telling you, if I was you, I would do it this way, but you can do it however you'd like. That is not passive aggressive. I don't care how you do anything as long as it gets done. You've never done this before, so I'm telling you or showing you, I guess, how I did it. If right. you choose to do it that way, great. If not, as long as the work's getting done and we're on the air every day, I don't care. Fair enough. Okay. Gabby, any other uh, thoughts? Can we can we talk a little bit great. about some baseball or no? Episode one. I mean, we're yeah, doing this all season long. I think so. <laughs> this is a good start. Are you recording? We got some firepower right now. Hope this has been recording. Yeah. This is electric uh, <laughs> podcast. It's <laughs> a good start. Yeah. Getting all the emotions out of the way early. Sure. Yeah, I like First it. It's podcast. a little like Sunday therapy. I think. Sunday therapy. A, a Sunday late morning in Chicago. Great venue. Was it sixty nine? I mean, how sunny. can you be so upset when you're looking at this baseball? Oh field? God, man, Kyle. I love Wrigley. This is gorgeous here, but. 
the gates have got open soon, and it, yeah. the, you're, you might hear the organ right now. And you love the organ. The organ is probably the only thing that in gets fact, you back on track. In fact, Stephen, when they turn the organ on, you can bring the PA, PA up a little really? bit. Really? And you can kick it in here. Let's see if I can get that right. Hold on. Once they, oh, good luck. Once they get it. But, okay, I guess if you want to talk some baseball, let's go. Well, do you, or do you want to just continue talking about our Chicago trip? I'm a Swiss Army knife. I can do whatever you guys like. If people are tuning in, I, hoping apparently to hear I do a little, what I'm told. And you should be happy <laughs> you get to. But if, if you think people would like to hear a little baseball talk, we can do that for Let's a few minutes. Let's just do a little bit, and then we'll end this brilliant start of a, of a podcast. Now, are you going to ask the general public how they felt about episode one? Like feedback? Of course, right. obviously. Yeah, and, and that's always at Marlins Radio on Twitter. Here's our plug, our shameless plug. You always have to let us know, hey, this is good. Hey, this isn't good. You know, maybe not be as direct as Kyle, but you can tell us, More hey, like me. your pregame show, Stephen, is really good. But, you know, Kyle, you got to make sure you talk to Stephen nicer, like that kind of thing, I think would be very <laughs> ideal for this podcast. People may feedback. think it comes across <laughs> as mean, but um, life's way too short for to beat around the bushes. Okay, philosopher Kyle. Yeah, let's get into some baseball here. And we will that should be exciting. We'll kind of do like, you know, you don't you're not big on the whole. Uh, you know, tying in the title with the segments. But you know what? I am just a little bit. So this is called long toss. And so I'm going to long toss to you, Kyle. I I'm think if long the podcast to catches Gabby. on, I think a nice little segment like this every time, if people enjoy this, or this may not la- last to see another two or three episodes, but I think every podcast, okay. if, if there's a little you know, a little meat to it in the middle. We do the same thing every time. People might like that. Yeah, let's long toss three topics here, okay? 34 games into the season. And, and again, we're recording here on Sunday, May 7th. It's uh, very early on When's in the season. When's this coming out? Tomorrow. Okay. So the Marlins are 16 and 18 as of right now. They're going to win today with Sandy. So let's just say 17 and 18. I'm going to I'm I'm going to I'm going to put out Being that. optimistic. Well, I yeah. hope so. Sandy's got to get score it some runs a little yeah. bit. I'm going to put that out into the universe. All right. Biggest what if is our first topic here. What if? And this can be taken in so many different directions. I'm going to take it in this one. Biggest what if to start this season is if the double plays were down. They are, Marlins are averaging 0.97 double plays per game. I'm sorry, I'm doing heavy hitting stats now, Kyle. I know this isn't what we envision. But bottom line is this. If the Marlins didn't ground into as many double plays, how many of those, even if it ends up in a strikeout, you know, how many runs do the Marlins end up getting? They're 30th right now in, in Major League Baseball and runs scored. I think the biggest what if is what if the Marlins didn't ground into as many double plays? What would the record be versus what it is now? Your reaction to that, both of you. I will go first. Go ahead. Because I, I feel like we, we talk about this all the time. And then last year, it was, what if we put the ball in play more? And then all of a sudden, we would win more of these one-run games. So then you lost 41 run games, and you look at it now, they're 10-0 and in one-run games. So the, the what-ifs, it's a double-edged sword, right? Yeah, you're making contact, which is going to be putting the ball in play more, which is probably going to result more in double plays. Right. But it also is going to result in more hits. It's going to result in more plays that the other team has to make. So... I get it, and it stinks that there's a lot of double plays, and I get that there's times to put balls in plays and there's times to not put balls in play. You know, man on first and second with no outs, you got a big boy hitting, hey, let's not just try to touch the ball. But I, I'm i not going to be one to say, oh, this double plays is what's killing this team. 
because the whole entire time you don't think it is past, no because well in the it past, is but it is but it you is can't, but you can't this just season. then what okay fine go up there and strike out every single time but here's the thing that people keep forgetting too they struck out so much last year there was a massive point of emphasis this winter what was the point of emphasis bat to ball guys yeah what do you within reason expect i think 35 double plays as we go into this afternoon's game is a little drastic but when you assemble a team that is bat-to-ball guys, you have to live with some of those consequences. I love what the Marlins did this winter. But you can't also, like, it's like the Jekyll and Hyde thing. Well, well, maybe if they just struck out. Well, we saw what happened last year when they strike out all the time. You literally have no chance. I would prefer if guys are getting on base and you're frustrated when they ground into a double play right. instead of guys just going out there and striking out. They don't have, like, serious boppers. I, you know, they have a couple – but yeah, they're like they're hitting the ball on the ground. They're hitting into double plays. But that's also how they've assembled the team. Right. Bat the ball, guys. Put the ball in play. That's what exactly what they're trying to do. And they are. They're obviously hitting into double plays. Skip has talked about, you know, maybe putting the ball in the air a little more or stick with your game plan and approach. But let's not lose sight of what the Marlins did this winter when they transformed this team, and there was a massive emphasis on bat to ball, put the ball in play and good things happen, which is why I think at some point, and to your point, Stephen, grounding into nearly one double play a game, that'll probably tick down a little bit, and some of those balls on the ground will probably start to find a hole. Mm. But, like, I, I I hate hearing, like, okay, well, now they're grounding into too many double plays. Okay, well, do you want them to strike out 15 times a game? We saw that no, last year, and that stunk. For seven months, that's brutal to go through. So let them continue to put the ball in play, and at some point – I think water will kind of find its level. I don't think it's going to be a historic season where the Marlins are grounding into two double plays a game. And, Stephen, you just finished saying it, right? Oh, get a hit. Well, can you get a hit if you're striking out? Right. No, you can't. The only way to get a hit is actually putting the ball in play. play. And then that's what the guys are doing. And if you're hitting into double plays, guys were on base. Guys were on base. And I will say there's been a lot of instances where, like, Hampson's been robbed. And and I don't know if that's just baseball, Gabby, but I feel like as of late we haven't had the best – we, you, they call it puck luck in hockey. I don't know what you call it in, in baseball, but hitting the ball hard at least. Like Atom the, balls. The, 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 what are they called? Atom balls. Atom balls. There you go. Something I, I learned here today. Uh, did you – Do you, I don't know. Maybe I feel like that's happening a little bit more. And it's all like when you lose five in a row, all this stuff seems a bit bigger. It gets magnified, bigger. and exactly. that's what you start to look at. Okay, well, what happened? Well, we hit into this many double plays, and yeah, and it's the talk. But – I would rather have my guys hit into double plays, to be honest with you, than going up there and striking out because you have no chance. And at least if you're putting the ball in play, there's a chance for a guy to make an error. There's a chance of you hitting a swinging bunt and getting on first. If, if the whole thought process is, you know, we're hitting the ball on the ground too much with certain players, then let's start doing something about it, right? Sure. Hey, maybe hit and run a little bit more. Let's do that. If you know that your team, hey, we got guys that have bat-to-ball skills, Let's use it. They did it in Cleveland. They did it in Cleveland. Yes, which is why I think the buck will turn a little bit. Yes, and I agree. All right. Do you guys have any biggest what-ifs, or do we want to turn to our next topic here? I think that was good. That was okay. good. We're long tossing now to what people tend to forget. We're up to 200 feet. Yeah. <laughs> what te- what people tend to on forget. Six those at 100. On a line or on the air? 120. Uh, on a line. On a line. Right on a street. Yeah, right Go on ahead, Steven. I will start here. If you guys have something, you add to it. I think what people tend to forget is Skip Schumacher, this is his first year as a manager. Maybe us Marlins Nation, uh, we understand that because we cover the team. But I think outside of baseball, you know, 
what he's been able to do, we've talked about every button being pushed, and you know how big of a fan I am of the opener. That thing worked yesterday. Up until the eighth inning and stuff just happens, baseball happens, errors happen. Skip has done a really nice job early on is really what I'm trying to say. I love the awkward silence right there. Gabby, go ahead and take that. With, I think with Skip? Oh, yeah. I thought he's done it. You know what I like is the interaction that we're able to get not only with Skip but with everybody else, especially like on the plane. I, I remember last year being on the plane and trying to talk with, you know, hitting coaches and stuff, and you're really not getting anything out of them. With this coaching staff, man, they, they tell you exactly what they're doing. This is what we got. This is why we did what we did. This is why we're doing this. This is – Hey, against this pitcher, this is what we're going at. It's all that information that we're able to get, feeling inclusive with the team. Sure. Um, and I think that's what Skip has done, is that he's telling the coaching staff, hey, talk with these guys. This is like one big family, right. uh, and, and we're a part of that. Uh, I, I, I like it. He, he had a team meeting the other day. And we never really saw that with Don Mattingly last year. And Don Mattingly, in my well, opinion, and I always said it, well, the team, that was a team meeting more than anything else. That was a players meeting, not a coaches meeting. I think coaches meeting brings a lot more than, than players. You can't have too of, many, though. You can't have too many, but when there's the right time of doing it, and I think he did it right. I agree. Uh, the way that they were playing and the, the mental mistakes that were being made to stop it right quick. And I know you guys were big fans of Donnie, and I don't want to get into the whole comparison thing, but you guys were here last year. You guys have been here for a while, I guess. What are some of the things that you've noticed managerial-wise or just, like, that's a perfect example, Gabby, of just, you know, being a little bit more uh, communicative with, with, with you and the coaching staff. What are some of those um, differences you think so far? I think the biggest thing for me is that Don Manningly was a really good manager for – a lot more of a veteran team, yeah, for sure. letting guys just go out and play where the Marlins didn't have that. You had a younger team. You had to coach them up. You had to, you know, coddle them a little bit more. Like Kyle could do with me. Right, but I'm not going well, to. He's not going to. You're going to have to just learn that that's not who Kyle is. That's Don Mattingly, not Kyle Seeloff. Right, gotcha. Um, and, and, I, and that's the thing. I think Skip is perfect for what this team is and who this team is and, and helping them grow and teaching them the game. There's a lot of times that even during games, we see plays that are being made, and as soon as they come in, they're not just waiting. It's not like, oh, I'm going to tell you after the game. No, 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 no. We're telling you now because the next time that that happens, it can be the next inning. You need to get the play right. And I think that's been the biggest difference that I've seen from last year to this year. Kyle, do you tend to uh, agree with that? Yeah, I think Skip's pressed all the right buttons within reason. I, For a while, I think whatever he was touching was turning to gold. The problem that they've run into is they can't get any length out of their starting pitching, yep. and he's managing his rear end off every day to get through nine innings to put them in a position to win. Like, the biggest thing going right now is they've got to find a way to get some starting pitchers past the sixth inning. Yep. Not just into it. Like, get through it. The, the bullpen is getting beat to shreds. So, from that standpoint, when you're not pitching great and your starting pitching's not giving you length – you know, you really have to manage hard, and I think Skip's done a really good job of that. I mean, they to me, it feels like they have a chance most days, and there's, you know, even the best teams get beat up sure. a little bit once in a while, but I think Skip's done a nice job, but it's always fun to overreact. This is what, game number 35 today? Yep. They're 16 and 18. For me, I think, and Gabby would be able to speak to this better, they've been just a little too streaky. Yeah. Win losing four, winning four, losing five. 
right? Like, put a stop to this thing today, win a couple games. If you lose one, bounce back. You know, the best teams don't let losing streaks linger. You snap it after two or three. Then get yourself back into the win column a couple of times. So I think they've been streaky. They've got to get better starting pitching. I think Skip has done a very good job. I think this team is better than it was last season. It's a very different-looking team, the way that they do a little bit of everything. But as it pertains to Skip, I don't really have any criticism of them. All right, last thing we're going to do here on Long Toss and Podcast, again, Steven Strom, Kyle Seeloff, Gabby Sanchez, a stat that sticks or sinks. Now, I don't even know if I want to do that in this instance. I just want to ask this question to both of you. Are you more surprised, and this is a positive surprise and a negative surprise, are you more surprised that Sandy has a 5.09 ERA up to this point on Sunday, or are you more surprised that Luisa Rise is batting 430 through 30-plus games? I'm more surprised that Rise is batting 430. That's like, How do you hit 430 <laughs> yeah. in the big leagues? That's insanity. That's like Barry Bonds type stuff. Little Luisa Rise has been intentionally walked a couple of times. The whole thing with Sandy doesn't really surprise me. I think they're – Yeah, bad games. It's Every okay to put expectations on guys because Sandy was out of this world last season. Yeah. This is a young guy who was insanely good last season, and you expect him to go do that over and over and over again. And we're in a day and age where these guys are throwing harder than ever. There's so much stress on their bodies. You're playing with a pitch clock now. Like, it's almost – there was – to me – this will be criticized, but I don't care. There, to me, there was almost unrealistic expectations set for Sandy after the season he had last year. A 509 ERA is way too high. Sandy would tell you he has not right. been good. He's got to get it together. But I, I'm not, like, so shocked by it because he could turn in three awesome starts right. where he goes seven innings and allows a run on four hits with six punch outs, and his ERA is going to be, like, you know, low fours, high three. And then everybody's going to be like, oh, well, he's back to being Sandy. Well, Sandy's going to be Sandy. He's going to be fine. He's got some things he's got to figure out. But I don't know. I just think there was, like, almost unrealistic expectations on him coming off a season like he had last year, and you just don't see that in baseball anymore. I mean, I'm going to have to agree. Uh, and here's the reason, because I know how hard hitting is in the big league. Sure. And when a guy is doing what Arise is doing right now, it's the most impressive thing that I've ever seen. His bat-to-ball skills are better than anybody I've ever seen ever that I've played with, that I've seen. And you're not the only one that's told us it, on, it on is, the radio. It is, it is just absurd what he's able to do and how slow he makes the game. And then everybody forgets d defensively he's having a heck of a year out there at second base because it's overshadowed by what he's doing on the offensive side of the ball. So, yeah, I'm way more thinking that a rise one is, is bigger. Now with Sandy. You're going to have bad games, and it just seems like. But the last three have not been. They haven't been terrible. They, it, they've been. Against they've been, Atlanta, too. Two back-to-back -to -back starts against yeah, Atlanta. They, and it, like he had one game that was really bad, and, and that's kind of what has made his ERA where it's at. But He'll be fine. He's going to be fine. And, he, and just like Kyle said, he's going to have a couple games. Shoot, he might come in today, throw a complete game, shut out with no runs, and then it's like, oh, okay, well. It's Sandy again. So it's nothing mechanical that you guys are seeing different. The velocity. I don't know that. I couldn't sit. <laughs> I couldn't sit here and BS I'm that. I have no idea. Uh, fair enough. I don't know. Are we done? Oh. If we're if we're done when we fade out of this first podcast, can you just fade out to the organ? Sure. Just on four. Like when this? you're done. Whenever you're done. I don't want to rush you out of here. 
So now I have to edit this too. Well, hold on though, because no, no, this was live. I, yeah, this is live. And, and oh yeah, I'm telling you this. Yeah. Like, oh, I want all this thing. I don't want any of this <laughs> edited out. I and 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 there's there is one stat that I hate, and I wanted to since you said a stat that come and go. I hate war. I really do. Why? I hate war. I think it's awful. I think it's stupid. I'll give you one example. Ryan What's Howard. Your language. In uh, well, what do you mean my language? I hate it. Gabby, in express yourself. In 2006, Ryan Howard was, what, right up there with MVP or might have even been MVP. He posted a 5.2 war for a season. And I'm, I'm going to go look it up real quick because I had it here. He hit like 50-something home runs. He had 140-something RBIs. And you're telling me that that guy was only five, run, five wins better than a replacement? That's right. No, it's absolutely absurd. It is idiotic. I hate it. And when you talk to some guys, man on first and second or second, let's say you have a man on second and third with no outs, and I'm hitting, and I hit a ground ball to second base. I got an RBI. I moved that runner over to third. I helped the team win. Right, I got an RBI, moved him over. We still have one out. That guy gets in. We scored two runs. My war went down because I grounded out, even though getting an RBI. I think that's a good absolutely point. absurd, and I hate that that's the number that people go to to say whether a guy was good or not, and I think it's stupid, and that's my opinion, <laughs> and I'm going to stick with it. You're allowed to have one. God bless you, Gab. I don't want I don't you to edit. Don't don't edit any of this out. I just Kyle, want. I we, know when we end this podcast. I know. I want to hear that organ. Okay, you'll hear the freaking organ. Okay, that I would. I don't have to bleep that out. That is perfectly fine. Your for boss the F- will not be happy when he hears the, that word. What is it? I don't even know what the airways are called. It starts with an F, though. Anyway, that'd be the, the FCC. 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 But the FCC doesn't control podcasting. Your boss does, though. Yeah, <laughs> and you'll hear about that. Wrigley feels beautiful. Beep. Bye-bye. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.